I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. So as Anne was setting this up, I discovered from Refinery29 that looking for Alaska, uh, the latest, apparently, John Green um, book adaptation, the teaser is out. Oh. It's being made by Hulu. Oh. Oh, it's turning into a series. Oh, that's oh. interesting. So John Green is of A Fault in Our Stars and... Being brothers with Hank Green. Okay, yeah, and Paper Towns. More importantly, I think he's known as an author than as one of the vlog brothers but i mean i guess it depends on who you ask but the fault in our stars was ansel elgort and shaylin oh, woodley yeah. ansel and then i've talked about paper towns before because it was when cara delavine was very unfortunately oh, with cast eyebrows. with nat wolf who we've also talked about um because alex wolf was in jumanji but also her- hereditary also her i know <laughs> Only because of you, I didn't see it. It's yeah, too scary. Her, Lita, you should never watch Hereditary. It is really far scary. too scary for you. <laughs> um, but I was going somewhere with this. You can read the Wikipedia summary if you want, but you should okay. watch it. I will read the Wikipedia. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I thought of... Um... <laughs> There's a Tumblr post that's making fun of the fault in our stuff. Yes. Yeah. And they say um, Ole instead of okay. Oh, no. And they're like, it's oh, not no. the fault in our lotions. Oh, no. Ole. And I just think about that. <laughs> what a I think they were trying from. to say, like, Ole, like, with the accent. Yeah, but you would do it with the accent. But you would do it with the y. accent. And they were like, this isn't the fault in oh, our my. lotions. And oh, I just, my. every time, I'm just like, what a mess. That's hilarious. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we're gathered here today. Because it's Lita's birthday pod. Birthday pod! Birthday pod! We love a birthday pod. Second of two birthday pods in a row. Hey! Hey! And I decided unintentionally to come full circle because if you remember on our first birthday pod, sorry, you can hear the ice jingling in mm-hmm, my glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you remember our first birthday pod, we spent like quite a good amount of time discussing the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, because Nick Jonas had just gotten married or was about to get married. I think he was engaged. He had just gotten engaged. To Priyanka. Nick to and Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka cute together. Tweet us at Michael <laughs> Hashtag Nick and Priyanka. R.I.P. <laughs> Becca isn't here. We're really sad about it. Anyway. But they do look cute together. They do look cute together. We decided today. Um. Um, it took us a whole year to decide. <laughs> Joe and Sophie are cuter, though. Joe and Sophie are cuter but than I think Nick that's and just, Priyanka. I have a crush on Sophie. Well, I think also... What do I think it is about Joe and Sophie? I don't know. I'm going to have to come back to that. Eyebrows. That could be part of it. Sure. That could absolutely be part of it. I think also, Nick and Priyanka's love is, like, more of a mystery. They got engaged. I didn't realize this, but they got engaged and married, like, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was fast, but I don't think I understood, like, how fast. Mm-hmm. It was really well, fast. Well, I bet if you're rich, you don't have to, like, save up for a wedding. You can just have a wedding. You don't have to save, but they got engaged really fast. Like, oh, so yeah. they met, got they engaged, and got married They weren't together for that long. Fast. Interesting. Um... When you know, you know. I guess when you know, you know. I mean, they all seem very happy. When you're that cute together. With their chosen bows. Uh-huh. And like, good for them. I did just read, though, that Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's dog was killed in a car accident. Oh, that's sad. And ran into oncoming traffic. Well, dogs should stay on the street. <sighs> yeah. If you're rich, you should have a fence around your yard. When it was on a walk with a dog walker and somehow like ran away. Wow, that dog walker is so fired. <laughs> it was probably someone on whack. 
I mean, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Could have been Rover. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything anyway. Um, We were talking about the Jonas Brothers because today we watched a double feature of Chasing Happiness. The the, Jonas Brothers documentary. The Jonas Brothers documentary, original Amazon Mm -hmm. production, and Camp Rock. Disney Channel original movie, circa 2008. 2008. Nice. Well... Come back to Camp Rock. We okay. We will okay. Uh, unless you wanted to talk about that first. Not really. Okay. <laughs> so Anne and I are seeing the Jonas Brothers in October, specifically October thirteenth, because yeah. it's right after I get back from Oakland for my conference. Literally the day after. Yes. So I'm gonna be ready to read Jonas at Moda. Jonas, Jonas. What are you doing? I'm. Just- it's not Jonas Squared. Jonas Cubed. <laughs> Jonas Cubed. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Lita held up three fingers and she stared at them with a very confused like, look the on third her face. Power. I was like, I know there's another word for that. Wow. Jonas Cubed, yes. Jonas Cubed mm-hmm. at the Moda Center. We're excited. The album was really good. I'm yeah, really jazzed yeah. about it. But we What if they played two. a Weezer cover and they played My Name is Jonas? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I think it would sound good. They could do it, I guess. But I would rather they sing some of their old songs. If they don't play Burnin' Up. Year 3000. I mean, I like Year 3000, but I think Burnin' Up is a better song. So if they don't play Burnin' Up. Is that the one where they talk about falling into lava? Yes. We should play that when we play True American. Lita's face. (laughs) She's like the Home Alone face without the hands on the side of her head. <laughs> I didn't do the hands on my face. I'm just like really worked up. I love the Jonas Brothers. I love Disney Channel original movies. We've also been talking about High School Musical and just mentioned True American. Like there's mm. a lot of things I love just all like happening mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. I'm like overwhelmed. Lita's vibrating. I'm like overwhelmed. Anyway, we are, I got Maggie intrigued about the High School Musical drinking game. So that mm-hmm. will be happening. And really all Camp Rock made me want to do was watch high school musical yeah and stop watching camp rock i think it's in the spirit of high school musical but it's worse in every possible way it's worse in every single way but we'll get there okay starting with happiness begins the jonas brothers documentary do you have any immediate thoughts this was a very melodramatic documentary it was everything was life everything was life and death all the time okay yeah I think when, okay, there were a couple, there were a couple moments that were like justifiably dramatic. And I think one was when they found out Nick was diabetic because they didn't realize for really long and he'd gotten really sick. Yeah. And when the band broke up. Oh my God. (laughs) Cause it seemed like, and I mean, sure they could be playing it up for the documentary, playing it up for the story, but like it seemed like there was a lot of active resentment. But they were also like really burnt out, it seemed. They were really burnt like, out. Y'all, you're not having any fun anymore. It made me think a lot about One Direction. Like that was something I had a really hard time not thinking about mm-hmm. when we were watching that portion of the documentary because I think the exact same thing happened to One Direction. Yeah. Where it just got to the point where they were like we're not having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is not what we wanted it's not the best night ever it's not the best night ever (laughs) no wow okay (laughs) and this is gonna come so full circle in like 75 different ways just eat weight but anyway chasing happiness which is like a little bit of a cliche 
I'm not gonna lie. Between it's not the best title. It doesn't make me think. Oh yeah, that's the Jonas Brothers documentary. What did you learn from the Jonas Brothers from this documentary? Oh, that Kevin knows he's not the favorite. Ouch. Like he really knows it, and he's sad about it. That made me feel bad for making fun of him sometimes. Can you talk about what he said happened every single day of his life? Oh, yeah. People would apparently come up to ask him, like, oh, which one are you? Are you Nick or Joe? And he'd be like, I'm, I'm Kevin. Which I don't know if that would have been the case, like, pre-DNC. I don't think I knew who Joe Jonas was. Oh, I know who Joe Jonas was because he's the cute one. Mm. See, okay, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about Lita's relationship with the Jonas Brothers. Was I didn't know who they were at all mm -hmm. until Nick started his solo career. Like yeah. I was really removed. Like, we'd aged a little bit out of we were. Disney Channel. Like our kind of last hurrah with Disney Channel was High, High School, School Musical. Musical. That's which, when we were 13. Yeah, exactly. So Jonas Brothers was like the next wave and I was like, okay, like cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I was very much aware of them. But if you were to ask me like, Name a Jonas Brothers song, I wouldn't have been able to. I didn't know until... So I have a cousin who's three years younger than me, who is the only reason I knew as much about Justin Bieber and also the Jonas Brothers mm. as I did. She loved the Jonas mm -hmm. Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I've been talking about the High School Musical drinking game all night and also just all throughout my life because I think it's amazing. But uh, we were playing it, me, Shada, and Bailey when I lived in Eugene a couple years ago. And we took a break between either the first and second or second and the third movies. And they played me Year 3000, it's which I had never song, heard before and played the video. And I was like, oh my God. Because at that point, Nick Jonas was famous. And in fact, Bailey was the intern I forced to watch the gospel version of Jonas with me at the office. Because ah. that's how I exert powers over powers power over my interns. Actually, I have a really funny story about an intern. It's coming later. But anyway, I did. I like. I totally missed the Jonas Brothers. I didn't have cable, and I was too old, and I totally missed it until Nick started his solo career. Oh. And now I love Burning Up. I think it's a great song. It's a jam. Yeah. It slaps. Yeah. As Anne would say. Anything that talks about falling into the lava. I think you're technically slipping into the lava, well, but you have to trying to keep from going under the lava. I don't know if going under lava is your most pressing issue, though. If I think you come into any contact with lava, you're already toast, literally. Well, that's just me. Yeah, I'm slipping into the lava. I'm trying to keep from going under. Baby, you turn the temperature wow. hotter because wow. I'm burning up burning up oh that you, reminds me baby. we'll get there but joe jonas was shirtless for a brief <laughs> amount of time in camp rock and it was uh, worth it it was hilarious we'll we'll talk about it okay so takeaways from the jonas brothers documentary i think one was the drinking game because yeah i don't understand the rules of the drinking game that they we played though don't understand the most we've been able to take away was that there was a bowl with, like, hard questions in it. Yeah. This is, like, instead of an interview where they're being asked hard questions, they have a bowl full of hard questions, and they have glasses full of whiskey, and they have a deck of standard playing cards, and somehow they're taking turns asking each other very tough questions, like, do you hold any resentment against anyone? And then they just chalk it out and are quite drunk. You could only tell, though, because of Joe. Like, because Joe, Joe was, was a actively little sloppy. slurring. He had, like, a red face, and he just, yeah. But it was, like, cute. 
It was cute and it made me feel better because I pointed out to Anna, I was like, we have been trained for this moment. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone were to give us, like, four drinks and then be like, Spill. talk about something, we'd be like, we got, got this. this. Got this. So thank um, you, So we podcast. couldn't really figure out the rules or where the playing no. cards came into it, but no. it was nice for them to just sit at a table and dish and for that to be part of the documentary. I it think did feel a lot more... Um, authentic I guess I mean I know it's a documentary and I know it's produced and I know it's directed but at the same time like I think that did add an element of like authenticity and vulnerability where there wouldn't have necessarily been if someone had been asking the questions yeah and it's like it's a companion piece to the album because I think a lot of the questions on people's minds is like why are the Jonas Brothers getting back together that doesn't make why did they break up in the first place like what happened jokes on you (laughs) the Jonas Brothers can't break up they're brothers. Feud into the rasp. I can't. Okay, I, that's fair. Yeah, it's so been experimenting me, I, throughout the entire past several hours. I've over and over again been quoting the same vine, which is where this woman, like, very close up into her phone camera, goes, "Jokes on you, the Jonas Brothers can't break up," and then she just like laughs and coughs at the same time, and he says, "They're brothers." But it's impossible for me to imitate because um, I don't want to destroy my vocal cords. That's fair. But I appreciate I appreciated it every time she did it. So <laughs> it got funnier Thanks, every time. And um, oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm gonna go back through my notes. And my first thing was, why did Kevin look like he was from the 70s? That never became clear. He I had don't know. crazy sideburns. Well, this is something I said while we were watching the documentary is that Jonas Brothers had the misfortune of really coming into fame mm-hmm. when rich people look like ass and they dress like trash. Everybody's wearing the junkiest, gross, like least fabulous clothing ever. It's just all shitty hats, shitty scarves, super low rise jeans, dumb pants, mm-hmm. bad hair. And that's all of the pictures of them famous. They look bad. Yeah. So it's honestly, it's really nice that they're getting famous again because they look now a lot hot. better and they are hot. Yeah. Now so like Joe hot. has this like, um, like sexy bowling shirts, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Nick is just like really fit and like Kevin can do whatever. Although have you seen the whole like dad bod thing that's been happening? If not, we'll come back to it. I don't it. think so. Or maybe I'll just talk about it right now. So there's been this whole like really stupid controversy. Controversy. <laughs> Tell me about the controversy. <laughs> There's been all this drama on the internet about how Nick Jonas has a dad bod now. Um, and I'm going to show you and I'm going to just search dad bod. Yeah, see, BuzzFeed, Nick Jonas is currently sick true. and he is my father. Because <laughs> BuzzFeed. Um, okay, so he was, a picture of him was taken off a boat. I'm He's gonna turn my laptop around. You don't have to have abs all the time. That's not dad bod. He's extremely fit. He has like the... The V. I think people are mostly talking about his love handles. It's just because his shorts are riding low. They're small shorts. He's probably in Europe. Too small. I think that might be part of it. Whatever. He's extremely fit. It is a difference from like this Nick Jonas. Not really. That's just a different angle and different lighting. Okay, I think there's a. I think there's a marked difference, but at the same time, I don't see it. I think. Why do we care? No, I don't care. We're not we're not Priyanka Chopra. Like, we don't have you know, this isn't for us. I j- <laughs> I just off limit. I well I no, I just I don't understand why it's like necessary for us to have an opinion. Like 
None of us are having sex with him. None of us are married to him. You know what? Nick He's more fit than I've ever been. Life. So, like, whatever. It's fine. He, you know what? Is living his life. He's a happily married man. He's on a boat. Like, fuck the police. Mm-hmm. Right? You know? He, I... I would say, as someone, again, who's had an eating disorder, who has, like, a lot of awareness around bodies, and who, who could probably, like, just calculate someone's BMI by looking at them, because I worked in eating disorder research for so long, his body looks different. But, but again, BMI is fake, right? Huh? BMI is 100% fake, but it was yeah. one of those, like, again, the problem with psychology research is you're constantly trying to quantify it. hmm and so you're using measures like BMI, you're relying on like brain scans, like trying to incorporate hard science into it when it's not necessarily yeah. about hard science. Yeah. Uh, but that's how you get $3 million from the National Institute of Health. Well, so there you go. Do it. Anyway, BMI is trash. Mm-hmm. You are 100% not wrong, but that is what I had to do. I had to calculate people's BMIs. For Take your BMI. Two years. Gather up your calipers, throw them in the trash. Throw them in the trash. Although I will say, one of the funny parts about working at the Research Institute, and one of the only funny parts, because I had a really, really abusive boss, but I got to put people in something called the Bod Pod. Bod Pod. Which measured people's body composition using air pressure. Wow. So people had to, like, strip into their underwear in front of me on, like, a daily basis. Wow. And then I dated one of them. Wow. Hey! There you go. It's like probably one of my most unethical moments, but it's a good story. There you go. Anyway, Nick Jonas, dad bod. I just kind of like went on a a side note, but that was something that has been on BuzzFeed this past week. So, okay. Thick. T-H-I-C-C. Congrats to the BuzzFeed news team on their union. Hey! They got, they got recognized. <laughs> My water was really far away. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I don't remember exactly where in the movie this was from because I don't always take the best notes. But there was a quote where um, I think Kevin was saying to one of the other brothers, like, just have an open conversation about it. They were talking about, you know, everything that devolved with the band. And Anne was like, about how you're not the hot one. That's at the very start. I said at the start, he's not the hot one. It's okay, though. He's not the hot one. But he was the first one to get married. He was the first one to have kids. Like, I don't think Kevin he's Jonas very is handsome. mad about He's very anything. handsome for a normal person. Very handsome for a normal person. And He's, as a normal person, I'm like, good job. You're handsome. I don't know if I'd go on a date with him, but I don't know. He see, his demeanor is, like, sweet, but there's a layer of awkward that you detect very soon once he starts talking, which can be endearing. So I'm sure he's very happy. And his daughters are extremely his cute. His daughters are so cute. And he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. the clips that they put, oh my god. That's what I told Anne. Like, as soon as they started showing, like, footage of him being a dad, I turned to Anne and I was like, he's gonna be such a good, like, he has to be such a good dad. He just looks like he would be so attentive and, like, so, I don't know, accommodating and, ugh, just made me think of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Another highlight of this film was when all three of them are in a car, they're driving, Kevin is on the phone with future wife Danielle. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I don't even know if they were, like, dating yet. Unclear. It was very unclear. And so Kevin is sitting in the back, Nick and Joe are sitting in, like, the middle row, Mm -hmm. and 
Nick is like, that's his future wife. Like, called it. Very undertone to whoever is filming yeah. them. Nailed it. And nailed it, right? Because they said he's talking to Danielle something last name. And I was like, wait, is that his wife? Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, that's crazy. That's crazy. And they teased him and it was really cute. Mm -hmm. I can't like fully understand it. Again, only child. But I thought it was sweet. Their little interaction. Yeah. What a cute family. They are a cute family. They've been, been through some stuff. I like how the parents like really disappeared in the second Good, half of the film. They irritated me and I didn't like seeing their faces. I really didn't like the dad. I didn't have anything against the mom. I think the dad being a preacher really just Yeah, he's he has a certain me. way of speaking that's like I'm sure very good for his job, but came across as odd. It came off as really odd for the sake of the documentary. Also, one of the highlights of their drinking game that neither of us understood was Anne's question that she mentioned earlier, which is, who do you have, like, resentment towards? Or do you have oh, any yeah. resentment towards anyone? And Joe says, the ballerina. And I can't remember whether it was the Nick The ballerina, or yeah, that said you had a small day. <laughs> And then he did the, like, the, the motion. <laughs> for small dick with the and I was like, And I was like, I looked at Lita, I was shocked. I had my mouth wide open. It shocked me. Oh, and he was like, I mean, again, he was like really drunk. But he seemed kind of fired up about it. <laughs> it seems like that really hurt his feelings. It did. And I mean, it, he's probably like average. Everybody... To just like um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But we do incorrectly view it as a sign of self worth. Sure. So I can understand why it would hurt his ego, but even like, if it doesn't we, actually matter. I don't think that's something that women are promoting. Society, <laughs> society. I only say this because I had a really, really uncomfortable conversation with a friend of mine who got really, really upset about the concept of big oh, yeah. dick we energy. Talked about this. And I was like, you have a small dick and that's why you're so upset. I didn't say that. I'm saying that now. I'm so sorry. He's never going to listen to this. So <laughs> oh, fine. Lita. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. But like, why else would you get so mad? Yeah. You know, like, again, I'm not placing any judgment on anyone. I'm not assigning any value. I'm saying men assign value to themselves. Yeah. Based on dick size. Yeah. That's not something... It has nothing to do with what we think. That's not something women have ever done. Some women, I will say, there are, you know, there are some people who Whatever. Have They're bought into the bullshit, but we didn't create the bullshit. We didn't create the bullshit! So, whatever. Judge Jonas is super hot. He's got eyebrows. He's got eyebrows. I would say other things, but, like, my dad's gonna listen to this, so I'm not gonna say other things, but... Moving on. Oh, there was kind of an interesting part where um, I think it was Kevin and really all of them who were talking about sort of like the decline of the band and how other people started seeing them and how they would go to public events. They referenced specifically sporting events and people would boo them like when they showed up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, that's rude. And we very quickly identified because, you know, we love what we love and we are who we are. But it had nothing to do with who the Jonas Brothers no. actually worked. It was just who liked them and who supported yeah. them. Oh, Jonas Brothers, that's for little girls. Better boo. Same with Wonder Right. Like, it's the, sa it's the same kind of thing where we just completely devalue things. I know, and then everybody like. asks, everybody acts so surprised when Harry Styles' album comes out and it's really good. And they're like, oh my god, he's actually good. I'm like, yeah, we know. We've known. He's been good since 2010. Good God, people. It's infuriating. But whatever. 
Another thing that I totally forgot about was that Nick Jonas starred in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying mm-hmm. on Broadway. Broadway. They're and all theater kids. That's something I learned from this documentary is they're Kevin. all theater kids. No, he was in commercials. Oh, he was in commercials. Okay, yes. That's true. They were all acting kids. Yeah. They're, they're kid actors. They were kid sing. actors. Kevin was in some pretty silly commercials. But it reminded me, do you remember who else was in How to Succeed? Sorry, I just thought of Kevin as the JT of the Jonas Brothers, if we're calling back to Degrassi. Oh, JT, that JT. Oh my god, you can't just say JT without any context. No, not just in Timberlake. JT New York of Degrassi. I know that now, but you had to say that. Yes. Nick is the Drake slash Jimmy. And Joe. Joe is Craig. No! But we love Joe and we hate Craig. I know, but he's the only other semi-talented one. <sighs> that sucks so bad. Fuck you, Degrassi. Should have hired... The Jonas Brothers? Better dudes. Um. No, not specifically the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Although Jonas Brothers and Nina Dobrev, which one of them would have dated Nina Dobrev? Regardless of age, don't take age into account. Just like... Kevin. Really interesting. Yeah, on Degrassi, Nina Dobrev's character has been through some shit, so she goes for safer guys. Fair enough. Okay, I see that. So the other two people who were in How to Succeed um, were Daniel Radcliffe mm. and Darren Chris. Oh my god! Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, so they were both like really transformational, and I think it was pretty transformational for Nick too because it was post Jonas Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So for Daniel Radcliffe, he had never done musicals before mm-hmm. and for darren chris he i mean had done theater in college and did er- a very potter musical in college which yes is a musical which is a musical um but it was his broadway debut and honestly i think if he hadn't been on glee at the time he never would have been cast and it never would have been successful but the teens flipped I don't know what it was about Darren Chris, but like me included, like I had such a big crush on Darren Chris. He's a babe. He is a babe, but there was like something, something about him. It's the way his voice gets all warm when it drops to this register. Oh my God, Anne. This is my Darren Chris impression. (laughs) And then he like smiles and it melts your heart. And he has great eyebrows. Oh my God, he does have great eyebrows. He does. I feel like I'd talk about that. This is this is now an eyebrow podcast. We are only review people's eyebrows on a scale of one to ten. But really, because we love their eyebrows, we don't really have anyone from the scale of one to five. Yeah. Yeah. Except when we watch things from the nineties and two thousands. Oh, when it's overplucked. That's really when unfortunate. it's overplucked. Really unfortunate. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, so near the end of the documentary, they were showing um, footage from what was obviously a 4th of July party Mm -hmm. set this past year or maybe the Mm -hmm. year before when Nick was with Priyanka Mm -hmm. and Joe was with Sophie. Sophie looks so good. They both look so good. They're both so happy. I'm just like, oh Mm -hmm. my god, love exists. Sometimes I'm like, I hate everyone. What's the point? I don't understand. And then I'm like, oh wait, look at these really happy people. But this isn't about me. This is about the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) Anyway, so they take a photo um, of a bunch of them 
all holding a guy in their arms, you know, like when someone's like laying across yeah. a bunch of people. And I had this moment where I was like, what the fuck? Like, who is Who's that random that guy? guy? And I was like, wait, it's Frankie Jonas. It's the other Jonas. It's Frankie. It's the one who was a baby when they were like getting started. And whose name we only knew because of my last year's birthday yeah, pod. Yeah, we had to look it up. We remembered there was a fourth Jonas and none of us knew who he was. Oh, because he's not famous. And I made Anne and Becca try and guess his name. They didn't come up with Frankie, but like to be fair, who would have come up? I with nobody Frankie? would have. Like I no know. one. Nobody's named Frankie no anymore, one. and I don't know any Frankies except for Munis. The other thing that the documentary reminded me of was I forgot that there had been a show married to Jonas. Oh yeah. After I Kevin and Danielle got married, because like Kevin and Danielle, like no one. I don't want to say no one really cared about Kevin, but also like people didn't care about Kevin as much. He, he was just kind of, he was a little, he was the oldest brother, so he was, like, older than all the fans, and just also, like, got with Daniela, it seemed, like, pretty early, mm-hmm. and so I think he, there was just not a lot of fixation focused on him. No. And what would have been really interesting, because I know we saw sort of how they were guided by their labels, and sort of the image that was expected of them, and what, you know, Sony and Disney were trying to cultivate, but what they didn't really go into as much or really at all, which is what they really like extensively talked about with One Direction was how they were trying to like create this image of, you know, every girl's boyfriend. And that Mm -hmm. was kind of depicted by all of the girls like screaming and chasing. They always seem a little bit scared of that. They were terrifying. But I was interested that they didn't like explicitly talk about that and how their relationship statuses might have interacted with their images and what they were supposed to be portraying. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think that's something that's very extensively. Yeah, I mean, they did keep footage from that one fan being like, don't get married, I'll wait for you. And so I think that was like hinted at, but they didn't like unpack it. No. But I said, in all caps, bring back Married to Jonas, because Anna was like, oh my god, what if they brought it back? But with everyone? But with everyone! Yes. We would watch the shit out of that! Yes. Joe, or not Joe. Sophie Turner no longer has a TV gig. Mm-hmm. Priyanka Chopra, I don't really know what she's, she's doing right now. She's beautiful, and I'd love to see more of her on my TV. she's beautiful. Kevin and Danielle are... Doing their thing. They have cute babies. They have really cute babies. Show me the babies. Show us the babies. Show us Sophie and Priyanka. Mm-hmm. We would watch that show. Bring it back. Please. Yes. That was all I really wrote about Chasing Happiness, other than I loved it. Anne pointed out many, many, many times throughout the documentary that it was really melodramatic, and I was like, I love it. I'm riveted. Yeah, it, everything was like, it's so intense. And I was like, and then we moved to an even smaller town in New Jersey, and it was so hard. And I was like, honestly, that house looks really cute. The neighborhood seems really nice. I will say five kids. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, or y'all. Five people in a two-bedroom house, like that'd be cozy. Yeah, but they were getting a good deal on rent. So they were. I mean, they were getting rent for free. Because... Well, they said free, but I don't. I think that was an exaggeration. Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't think you can rent something to somebody for free. Who knows, man? It had something to do with the police chief. Yeah, why the are they so tight really with the police? Chief? I don't the same, know. Like, church? I don't know. I, well, but he wasn't a pastor anymore, unless it he became matter. a pastor in that new if town. If you were part of the same church, you got that, like, church solidarity. We really didn't like the dad, and I was like, I don't like the dad, and then I found out he was a preacher, and I was like, that's why I don't like the dad. Yeah. Not here for that. Wasn't raised that way. 
And I was waiting and waiting and waiting for them to talk about the purity rings. And Anna was like, well, maybe they're not going to talk they about the purity rings. Unpacked it. And I was and like, they were they like, better. We got made fun of on South Park and it really hurt our feelings. And I was like, yeah, that must have been hard. Well, Honestly, to be fair, they got made fun of roasted. by everyone. Yeah. Like, Nick didn't even talk about how he made out with like Miley Cyrus in that car. Nick Jonas made out with Miley Cyrus in a car? Yeah, I read an interview when oh Nick was going God. solo. Oh. I read it on my campus job, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's right around the time he took his uh, purity, purity ring, ring off. off mm-hmm. After Kevin already took his purity ring off. Mm-hmm. A- mm-hmm. But the thing I thought was kind of interesting, actually, and this might have been the way, I can't remember whether it was Kevin or not, sorry, not Kevin, Joe or Nick, but one of them, I think it was Joe, actually, was talking about the purity rings and how, talking about the purity rings and how it meant to them that they were going to wait for someone they really cared about, someone that really mattered, or someone they married, and how everyone was, like, following that same sort of idea, and Mm -hmm. so it was cool. It wasn't, you know, isolating or... Um, being judged. Yeah. And that I, also sounds like something a PR person wrote for them. Though. It also sounds like something a PR person wrote for them. I don't know. I was just kind of, I was kind of intrigued because I think the idea of a purity ring to me as someone who's never been religious in their entire life, mm-hmm. um, means you're waiting until marriage. So I just thought that little bit about yeah. like waiting for, you know, someone like, yeah, that's the part that was written by a PR person. Because mm. I think, like, if that's a part of your faith growing up, like, you might, like, be into it when you're younger, but that as you grow older, maybe you stay with it, maybe you don't. But for most people, they get to have that be, like, a very private personal decision. Whereas with the Jones Brothers, like, if they're deciding that they don't believe in this one concept anymore, they, they're they doing it very publicly. And that's it, like, true. is a big effing deal. So... Yeah, I think it was delicate, and they definitely hired a PR person to handle the situation. That's fair. That's that fair. That is fair. Do you know who Joe Jonas lost his virginity to? Because I do. Joe? No. For ah. Nick, it was Miley, I think. You think? I think according to the article that I read five years ago oh. that it was Miley, but okay. I don't know for sure. I can't speak to that because I didn't look at that. But Joe lost his virginity to Ashley Green of... Twilight fame. Oh my god, Alice. Right? No. Not Which Alice. one? Um, she was one of Bella's friends at the high school. But she wasn't Anna Kendrick? No. Here I show you. I need to see a picture. I know I know. I'm Actually Green wasn't Alice? No. Who was Alice? Uh, we need to rewatch Twilight, by the way. No, that's Alice. Look at her. Okay, hold on. Hold on, Twilight IMDb. Acting like I don't know the cast of Twilight. Come on. Oh, you're right. That was Alice. Why did I think it was her friend? I don't know. I'm so sorry. Why did I think that was her friend? I don't know. Her other friend wasn't as famous. Anna Kendrick. No, I. Oh, did I just mix up Anna Kendrick and Alice did. Green in my head did. because I've had too much booze? Yeah. This isn't normally a mistake I would make. I'm I know. So I'm sorry, honestly listeners. shocked that I know more I'm about the Twilight cast so than Lita does. So sorry. It's just they both have like. Yeah, they both have high cheekbones and brunette. High hair. cheekbones and like noses 
that aren't necessarily like Hollywood noses. Yeah. You know? But Ashley Green's face is very pointy. It is. And Andrew Kendrick's face is sometimes a little more squared off. Okay, I'm so sorry. I feel like I have to apologize to everyone because I've never made a mistake like this. <laughs> and I just got really confused and I mixed them up in my head. I'm so sorry. If you want to roast Lita, tweet us at Ashley Green and a Kendrick. Their names aren't even that, you know, dissimilar. I'm so sorry. Okay. I mixed up the Jonas Brothers like three times while we were watching their documentary. That's so true. it's fine. Also, her hair looks so different when it's all flippy. Yeah. But... There's a lot of bad hair in Twilight, unfortunately. I don't even know what noise that was that I just made, but I feel like it perfectly exemplified yeah. how bad the hair was in Twilight. But yes, Joe Jonas, Ashley Green, virginity losing, at least on Joe's side. Who knows about Ashley? I'm not, I don't know We, we haven't seen a documentary about her life, we have so not. we don't know. We probably won't, but who knows, you know. Uh, but yeah, he revealed that in an interview, so. Fascinating. That's what we know. Um... Also, another thing about Joe Jonas, do you remember who some of his other ex-girlfriends were? We talked about... Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, we talked about that because I talked about it on an episode that will shortly come out about how he broke up with Taylor Swift yeah. in like a 15-second voicemail. Oh, God. Because I identified with her strongly in that moment. Do you know who else he dated? AJ Machalka. Well, yes. And Ashley Green, obviously. <laughs> but like, other than that... People whose name starts with A, mainly. Uh, who else? Gigi Hadid. Oh, I my God. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Did you remember that? No. Okay, so remember. Okay, here's the sequence of events, Anne. Gigi Hadid dates Cody Simpson. Yeah. She dumps Cody Simpson. Probably. I don't think Cody Simpson would have dumped her. Nobody dumps Gigi Hadid except for maybe Zane. Yeah. She gets with Joe Jonas. Dates Joe Jonas for a while. Mm-hmm. Dates, same mouth. Also great eyebrows. She's and then got it a became thing. kind of like a thing. I mean, not so much with Cody Simpson, but after Joe and Zane, people were like, interesting. You know, I mean, they're all singers. Type. They're all singers. And then Joe and Zane are both like, you know, from clean mm -hmm. boy bands who broke the mold. Mm -hmm. People were like, mm -hmm. interesting. Is she the one who's following Tyler C from The Bachelorette now? Yes. Tyler C, go for it. Yeah. You gotta you see what's there. You have nothing to lose. You have literally Shoot nothing to your lose. your shot. Shoot your shot. I like that. Do you have any other thoughts about chasing happiness before I move on? Two out of five stars. How many? Two out of five? Two. Yeah. Really? If we weren't watching it for the pod, I wouldn't have watched it. Oh my gosh, I would have. I almost watched it so many times, but I waited. I'm glad you waited. It's better to watch his company. It is. I mean, this is after, again, both of my cousin slash former roommate, Shada, I watched the uh, Justin Bieber documentary. I forgot about that. And I watched the One Direction documentary, which hilariously... I heard that one's good. I'm it is good. Oh my gosh, I'd watch it in a second. Was directed by Morgan Spurlock oh my of... Um, whatever that McDonald's movie, Super Size uh, yeah. Me, of that fame. Uh, so that was just like really interesting to me <laughs> at the time. Okay. Uh, I think those are the only two music documentaries the... I've seen. Miley Cyrus documentary. And I haven't seen that one. Mm. Would not recommend. No. 
Fair enough. I would watch the One Direction one literally okay. anytime. Let's make a plan. I want to see and it. And High School Musical, The Drinking Game. Yes. I'm not going to let you guys forget. Okay, moving on from Chasing Happiness, although one final note, we're seeing them in October. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Yeah, if you have an idea for what we should write on our t-shirts, maybe <gasps> that we will make, I don't know. I Tweet us at Vodka Lemstand. Oh my god, I've made t-shirts for stupider things. Let's make t-shirts. Let's wear fake eyelashes. I've never worn them. Yeah, we them. didn't do that last time. <laughs> we meant to, but it was a Wednesday and we'd had a lot of tequila and I think it just kind of slipped our minds. Yeah. Fake eyelashes. Fake t-shirts. Eyelashes. Moda Center. And we might not even be the youngest there. I think it'll be really Wait, interesting. Hmm. BB Rex is opening for yes, them. Yes, she is. I love her. I know you do. I love her That's so much. That's what you've said every single time you remember that she's <laughs> opening for them. Every she's time. Great. She is great. But I will be really interested to see the age breakdown. Because at Sean, I mean, we were like the oldest, but like we were older than a lot of people. At yeah, the I don't concert. think it's going to be like Shawn Mendes. I don't think it's going to be like Shawn Mendes, but I will be interested to see how the age breakdown splits up between people who loved the Jonas Brothers back in the day mm -hmm. and who are jumping on the bandwagon now, just like the way, you know, time passes. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait. And also people who are just going for BB Rexa because, oh my God. Hey, and might have gone for BB Rexa. Yeah. Had we not, you know. Yeah. Wanted already to see the drone. Their album is good. I like the album so much. They got some fun dance songs on there. There's some good. There's some good jams. And like I said, if they don't play "Burning Up," I'm gonna be yeah. angry about it. I think they benefited from having Nick and Joe go off and do solo things 100%. and then like bring back that kind of different. Because they need to shake things up. You know, you they can't you can't be a boy band up. forever. And now they're just like three brothers who are also pop stars. Two brothers who are also pop stars and Kevin. Yeah, there are three brothers. Kevin is also there. And Anne's theory about how they had to invite Kevin because they had to invite Kevin Sounds like it was became true. even more, yes, truth Because he, he was a little sad. He was like, oh, nobody cares about me. <laughs> and there was a point in the documentary that there was like, honestly, for a while there, your guitar playing started to suck. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. It was really dramatic. Yeah. Joe was not pulling any punches. Kevin plays the guitar better than I ever will. So Kevin good for plays Kevin. the guitar better than most people will ever play the guitar. Yeah. So he's got, you know, he can grow a robust pair of side sideburns. He can. He will also get paid more to play the guitar than almost anyone ever it's will. True. It's true. So. You know, we can feel bad for Kevin a little bit, but I don't feel bad for Kevin that much. I mean, if he was still single and his brothers were married to beautiful women, I would feel a little bit bad. Yeah. But he was married first, and even though his he wife what has he had wants. a nose job, I have also had a nose job. Yeah. So who the fuck cares? If you've got the money, if you know what you want. If you're going to judge my nose, you have to judge Danielle's nose, and vice versa. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Sure. Do you know what my face looks like? Probably not, but you can look it up. There you go. There you go. Moving on to the Camp Rock. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm just going to plot summary. In Camp Rock, the main character is Demi Lovato, whose character's name is Mitchie Torres. Nice. Why is her name Mitchie? Who fucking cares? It's a shitty name. What could that be short for? 
Michelle, but there's a T in it. So I really don't know. That is weird. Okay, keep going. Unless her name is Mitchell. <sighs> so already one strike <laughs> against this movie. But she's like, wakes up, it's the last day of school. She's so excited because she's going to get to go to Camp Rock. Or at least as soon as she convinces her mom to let her go. Um, but her mom is like, babe, like, we can't afford this. Like, my business is just getting started. Your dad just upgraded the hardware store. Like, it's not in the cards this year. So she goes to school very dejected. And her best friend at school, who literally has one scene, says um, the words happy summer in Chinese because she's been taking AP Mandarin. I think it's she's just freshman. Kind of bitch. Yeah. Um, and this comes into play because I guess Demi like memorizes that the that phrase in Chinese and continues to repeat it throughout the movie. Um, well, and also then decides that her mom is famous. In yeah, China. yeah, yeah. But the, my point is that she's able to make it seem not or less racist because her friend actually studied Chinese and actually she's using like a real term and, and can translate it instead of just making up fake Chinese sounds, mm -hmm. which would have been problematic. Yes. Um, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Demi Lovato comes home and surprise, surprise. Her parents are like, hey, we found a way to get you into that camp. Like your mom's catering business is going to cook for the camp all summer. So you get to go and it's kind of discounted rate, not free. What the fuck? Um, it's also like very last And minute, she has like to work. I, the whole thing. <laughs> the camp director at Camp Rock fucking sucks. So he did, doesn't know how to make a proper business deal. So did deal. the musical director. Every really? person on staff, except for Demi Lovato's mom, sucks. Well, and there were only three people on staff. It was the camp director, the musical director, yeah. and then Mitchie's mom. This is a mom. low budget Disney Channel original movie. It is. Um, because they're just, really apparently, at, they're at the summer camp that's four hours north of Toronto filming. They've just got a bunch of background actors. Um, nobody got famous except for Demi Lovato and like Joe Jonas, and they were already pretty famous. The Jonas Brothers were yeah, already Demi famous. Yeah, Demi Lovato, this is how Demi Lovato got introduced, which is like, okay, good, because that's a net, net good for the world yeah. that we all got to know Demi Lovato. Mm -hmm. But this movie is very bad. bad. But we'll we'll get there more later. Yeah, so she shows up at camp. She gets this idea in her head that it's embarrassing to have your mom be on staff at camp. So she makes up a lie about her mom being like the head of like fake MTV China um, and is able to back up her lie with this one Chinese phrase she learned from her one friend. <laughs> and um, the popular girl at camp who like doesn't seem to actually have any real friends, but everybody's like, oh, she's popular. But I'm like, is she? No. Because nobody likes her, and everyone's afraid of her. But whatever, that's what popularity means in a teen movie in, in 2008. Um, but her mom is, like, a famous pop star who's, like, always on the phone and never has time for her, so she's damaged. Um, anyway, drama happens. Uh, Demi Lovato's lie gets exposed. She gets embarrassed in front of the whole camp. And there's this whole, like, Cinderella story thing where Joe Jonas's character Shane Gray, younger brother of Christian Gray, I joked... <laughs> Um, hears her singing and is like, who's this girl? I have to find her. And like, is not until the end. Like, hears her singing her song and is like, it was you this whole time. But before that happened, he like spread the rumor that he was trying to find this girl who sang the song. And yeah, the girls so everybody at the camp is singing this stupid fucking song. It's so It dumb. was very Cinderella-y, but like, again, like low budget, embarrassing Cinderella. Yeah. So... 
This movie, the dancing was bad. The acting was bad. bad. The singing... I don't remember any songs from this movie, do I you? I remember the Hasta La Vista song. <laughs> and... Maggie and I enjoyed that one. And, and Joe Jonas only had his shirt off for like three seconds. So it wasn't even worth it. I don't even think anybody kissed. No one kissed. So, but neither did anyone kiss in High School Musical. Anyway, but there was tension. There was tension. I feel like there was some... There wasn't enough. Like, PG tension between Joe Jonas and Demi Lovato. So I give Camp Rock one out of five stars. <laughs> I expect better out of my Disney Channel original movies because the music in Xenon Girl of the 21st Century slaps. Smart House, such a good movie. Uh, so it, it's honestly one of the worst decoms I've ever seen. I'm a, I was embarrassed to be watching it. <laughs> Are you embarrassed that we spent $4 to watch it? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I Venmoed, I Venmoed Maggie $4 because her Amazon account is the one that's hooked up to the TV. And while she was on a date, or maybe <laughs> shortly after, <laughs> she got the notification that we had purchased it. But I'm going to point out a couple more things about Camp Rock before moving on. The first was that this movie is so meta. Like, one of the first times we're introduced to Joe Jonas, he's talking to Demi Lovato, and he's being all angsty, and he's like, we're, we're only, like, allowed to play what the label wants us to play. And Which like, is, Ugh. from the documentary we just watched, true to their real 100% life. 100% true, because we found out when Sony originally signed Nick and then the brothers, they were trying to make them into, like, a pop rock band. Yeah, like, pump, like, or, pop Or, sorry, punk. punk rock. Pop punk. Was it pop? I thought it was punk rock. Okay, so the label said punk rock, but they punk meant rock. They pop punk, yeah. Was not feasible for this group. Like, it, it yeah. would have been classified by everybody as pop punk. Yes, I completely agree. That was very meta. It was very strange. And I don't know. You're not used to Disney being that self-aware. But anyway. I don't know if it was self-aware or just like generic. And the Jonas Brothers happened to have lived a very generic pop star existence. That's, you know, that's a fair point, Anne. Another point was we were talking about how young Nick looked and Anne said, Oh, he's a sweet baby. Nick's too young to be sexy. And I was like, yeah, that's why Joe Joe is the lead in this movie. It would have been implausible for him to be the romantic lead. He looked like he was 12, even though he was probably like 15. Yeah. But I will say, kid grew up. You seen him in Jumanji? Oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to watch Jumanji too. Fuck yeah, we're going to watch Jumanji too. Well, Jumanji 4 at this point. But like, you know... Of this iteration of Jumanji is the yeah. second one with The Rock and all the other people. Anyway, Kevin was like weirdly obsessed with birdhouses in this movie. No one explained that. <laughs> yeah, I think the joke is supposed to be like, oh, you make birdhouses at camp. But I think that's a joke that went over everyone's head. <laughs> but it came up like three times. Yeah. I don't know. It was fine. Um, Joe Jonas at one point harmonizes with no one. Yeah, he's singing his song, he's on a guitar, he's next to Demi Lovato, he's strumming, and all of a sudden there's like a backing vocal, and I'm like, who else is singing? There's no one else here. What is happening? I made a joke about throat singing. Yeah, like doubling your voice. That's I not don't what think, was happening. I don't that think was 100% has that. not what was happening. Um, okay, so anything else to say about Camp Rock before I talk about Disney Channel original movies? This was not Don't a good movie. Don't watch it. It's not worth it. It was not a good movie. If we hadn't been already drinking and together, we would never watch this movie. Yeah. I'm not, like, mad that we watched it. Like, it was a romp, but, like, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. Unlike High School Musical, which I've seen probably at least ten times. 
Exactly. Anyway, at one point, Anne was like, oh my god, we should talk about the best Disney Channel original food movies. Well, yeah, because this is low on the list. She was like, find a listicle. And I was like, I will find a listicle. Mm. I found a listicle. BuzzFeed, circa 2014. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. And I chose this one specifically because guess what their number one movie is? Who wrote this listicle? Hold on. There's a lot of movies in this listicle. It was a community post. Oh, really? Usually those are shitty. Interesting. What was the best Disney Channel original movie, Anne? High School Musical. High School Musical 2! Uh, which is my favorite! <laughs> I love High School Musical 2. Bet on it, bet on it. <laughs> That's where he slaps the water. Also, gotta go my own way. Iconic. Mm -hmm. I love High School Musical 2. I like when they go, what time is it? Summertime! Summertime. Now when everybody asks, what time is it? I'm like, summertime. <laughs> It is a fucking great film. Yeah. Corbin Blue is in that? Corbin Blue was in what, that. Babe? Corbin Blue and Lucas Grabeel were gay in that movie inadvertently. Well. Or like subtextually. Yeah. You gotta you gotta read it where you can find it. Well, except when they're like having this, you know, musical number and then in the next scene they're wearing each other's clothes with no explanation whatsoever. And have we ever just like popped out of her room and been in each other's clothes no and we're very no, close we're very close that has never happened we do have matching clothes though michael m stands clothes we do have some matching clothes but we have never inextricably just walked out of a room wearing each other's clothes no it's a level of closeness we find interesting mm -hmm. anyway okay number two on the list is high Girl school musical. Century. no the first high school musical oh. Uh, also number three is Halloween Town 2. I don't think I've ever seen Halloween Town 2. Second Halloween Town? Uh, yeah. No, the first one is better. That's why this is a community post. I mean, fair enough, but all I was really taking into account was Camp Rock was not at the top of the list. No, and High School Musical 2 was at the top of yes, the list. Clearly. So I was like, these people obviously have some, some you know. Well, tell me where Xenon and Smart House land. Okay. Um, and also Johnny Tsunami. Xenon was number six. Okay. Well, it's number two. Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Uh, Cheetah Girls was number eight. Oh, my God. I don't think I ever saw I Cheetah Girls. I think if Raven turned out better than she did, that would be more. Oh, but yeah. But she turned out the way she turned out. Yeah. Cadet Kelly was number 11. I never saw Cadet Kelly, but Gay. we like Hillary Duff. We love Hillary Duff at this podcast, you know? Yeah. Hey now, hey now. Yeah. This is what dreams are made of. You know, Lizzie McGuire movie. That movie made people lesbian. Is incredible. I should make a drinking game to the Lizzie McGuire movie. I've seen it enough times. Mm. Mm -hmm. I could do a very effective job. There's a really gay... <laughs> Same thing. There's a really great Tumblr post that um, identifies either screen grabs or gifs of the Lizzie McGuire movie, and someone comments like, oh my gosh, you made this into like a really like sophisticated indie looking film, and someone else comments, blue is the warmest color whom? <laughs> and yeah. it's great. Okay, so number 12 is Camp Rock. Xenon the Zequel was number 14. Johnny okay, Tsunami well, was Zequel number was 15. Okay, whatever. Johnny Tsunami is okay, better than Camp this Rock. A, this is a community post. Lita only picked it because High School Musical 2 was What's the What's your one. favorite Disney Channel original movie? Tweet us at Monica Stand. 17 is Smart House. Smart House is 
Number four. So is Starstruck on this? I don't know. Oh my gosh, someone commented, what about Starstruck? Was I the only person who actually <laughs> liked that film? I'm going to play you a song from Starstruck. Oh my God. Later, not on the pod. Um, I also really liked, um, oh my gosh, what was that movie called? With The, the Luck of the Irish. No, not The, the Luck 13th of the year. Irish. The 13th year. It was the same Read It and Weep. Did you ever watch Read It and Weep? Maybe. Oh my gosh, the guy looked so much like my ex. The entire time, 14-year-old Lita was like, ooh, baby. Mm -hmm. Whole time. Anyway. Brink. I think Brink was on this list. Brink was number seven. Mm. That seems decent. Anyway. Disney Channel original movies. We will be watching High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2. I don't know when. We might not do an episode on it, but we will be watching it. And I will force them to play the drinking game. And they will finally appreciate how often Troy Bolton wears blue in this so goddamn franchise. So much blue. Every single scene. Also, will I sing both parts of Gotta Go My Own Way? Yes. Perfect. I will. I'll do the All in This Together dance. Will you do know the All in This Together dance? Yeah, I learned it with uh, my theater troupe in the year 2010. Okay. I know all of the words to all of the songs, but I'll let you dance because I can't dance. Okay. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay, so Anne pointed out at one point. I don't know why I put my hand on my hip. I'm sitting, but it, there's a lot of hip popping in Camp Rock. So a lot of hip. Popping. It was inappropriate, and then like shoulder shaking. Yeah, which I said I was uncomfortable with because when I try that, my boobs pop out, and I think they just did. So, but also like again, the bitchy girl in this movie is so skinny that it like looks freakish. Like yeah, it looks like a skeleton. Like, I think Disney should have a policy against casting people who have. Such slight frames. DM or DMIs? BMIs under like 17. Um, yeah, because I pointed out this might not have been when Demi's substance abuse problem was as bad as it ultimately ended up being, but it probably was when she was bulimic. So, mm -hmm. bummer town. We support her. We support her. She makes fabulous music. She does make fabulous music. she seems music. like a lovely person. Give Your Heart a Break is a fucking Give jam. I just played it. And Anna and Maggie were both like, oh my god, the song. Yeah, it's a jam. It's and I was so like, good. I know. I know it's a jam. Anyway. So because Anne pointed out, Miley was Nick Jonas's Harry Styles, kind of. Oh, yeah. So, it, so if <laughs> Taylor Swift is to Harry Styles... As Nick Jonas is to Miley Cyrus mm -hmm. in that uh, Taylor Swift wrote a lot of good songs because of her heartbreak with Harry Styles. And Nick Jonas appears to have written several love songs about Miley Cyrus. So it's nice to have a muse. It's nice to have a muse. So Lita, myself, I present Taylor Swift songs about Harry Styles. Give us the From the list. album 1989. Her last best album yeah fuck reputation fuck what lover is looking to be like mm -hmm. more of reputation basically we will still host i say we i mean you but like i include myself yeah taylor swift on taylor street mm -hmm. it's gonna happen we might not have a ouija board maybe we'll have a tarot deck you know we'll figure we'll it out figure it out but 1989 was taylor swift's last good album mm -hmm. fight us at vodkalem stand I don't know why anyone would ever disagree If you can with that. name one song that she has produced since 1989, as good as any of the songs on 1989, yeah. like, the best you. songs since then have been worse than the worst songs yep. on 1989. Amen to that, sister. 
So I present to you Taylor Swift songs about Harry Styles. And I said, in a way, this entire album is about Harry Styles. Yeah. Thematically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a relationship <laughs> you can't hold on to. And you know you shouldn't. And you know you can't. And it's not good for you. But there's always the sense oh, of longing. You know? Yeah. Okay. So, and I said, been there, girlfriend. We've all been there. Tay-Tay. Part of life. The first song, the most obvious style. Duh. Duh. It's so, in the name. When I cultivated this list, I bolded like explicit references to Harry Styles, but there are also non-bolded references to Harry Styles. But this includes two bolded references to Harry Styles. Direct and oblique. First reference. of which being James Dean Daydream look in your eye. He does have Harry that. Styles looks like a young James Dean. Really? Kind of. I need to see a picture of young James Dean. I'm it's like the cheekbones and like the smolder. I looked up to verify. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The one with who's got the glasses and the cigarette uh -huh, in his uh -huh, mouth. Uh-huh. So, James Dean Daydream, look in your eye. You're like, yes. Also, never go out of style. The song is called Style. His name is Harry Styles. Yep. It is the it's most overt reference a bit on, on in the, the album to Harry Styles. It's a great song. This entire album is full of jams. That is number one. Number two, most overt out of the woods. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? Yeah. So. Are we in the game? <laughs> that is a good song. It is a good song. Okay. First overt reference. Your necklace hanging from my neck. So Harry Styles was known for wearing a pair. Harry Styles, that's why I gave you the rest of my drink. Oh. Harry Styles was known for wearing a paper airplane necklace. Also, I love when I like pass off my drink to Angie, pours it into her own glass and doesn't drink from my glass. I just think it's funny. Anyway, Harry Styles was known for wearing a paper airplane necklace during the Halor phase of the planet, like 2012. Taylor Swift was seen wearing a paper airplane necklace. Oh my God. So your necklace hanging from my neck, number one. Number two, two airplanes flying. Oh my God, Taylor. Oh my God. And then the third one, 20 stitches in a hospital room. So Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, allegedly, were in a snowmobile accident oh where they had to go to the hospital and Harry Styles had to get stitches. 20 stitches in a hospital room. Okay? Overt, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, number three. All you had to do was stay. Mm. Overt reference, all I know is that you drove us off the road. And this is not only literal. Did he do that in the snowmobile? Well, I mean, I assume so. I don't know. But this is both literal and metaphorical. Like, all I know is you drove us off the road. Like They didn't go on tour after that? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm just trying to unpack what it means. <laughs> I mean, you can think about, like, how Harry Styles, like, derailed the relationship. Sure. Like, but you can also... Think about how he derailed the snowmobile. The snowmobile. Like, you yeah. know, there are layers there. Okay, so that's all you had to do was stay. Wildest Dreams is where it gets a little less literal, ooh, ooh. which is a fucking amazing song. So number one, I thought heaven can't help me ever. Nothing lasts forever, but this is going to take me down. So if you remember, Taylor Swift's Grammy Museum performances, mm -hmm. before she performed Out of the Woods, she explained that the song was 
about a relationship that caused her overall anxiety. Like mm. that was the most common emotion she experienced in this relationship was trying to hold on to something she knew was not going to last. Nothing lasts forever, but this is going to take me down. This is going to take me down. And when we've had our very last kiss, my last request is <laughs> you say you'll remember me. Uh, so, oh my God, this song, if I listen to it again, it's going to make me cry. I mean, we probably will do that afterwards. Let's do it right and after this. and cry. Can we do that? Yes, okay, I want to eat great, and cry. Great plan. I made a beautiful holla, everybody. I have some cheese. It's going to be great. Anyway. I have some cheese. Oh my gosh, so much cheese. We're living large. Anyway. <laughs> So Wildest Dreams is like a more, again, it's a less literal, more like thematic interpretation of their relationship. You're trying to hold on to something, you know, you shouldn't hold on to it, but you're really hoping this person will remember you in a positive way. You'll, you hope that they will long yeah. for you after yeah, your relationship has ended. Next song, How You Get the Girl, AKA a song that I think is primarily about wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. So she says, say it's been a long six months and you are too afraid to tell her what you want. So the whole story of how you get the girl is Taylor Swift is imagining a guy showing up to her door. It's been six months and he's like, you're the one for me. I'm so sorry. This can't be any other way. And another lyric is broke your heart. I'll put it back together. And when you left her alone and never told her why. Like, this is like wow, the definition Taylor. of wishful thinking. Taylor. You're like, this boy who has hurt me, I want nothing more than for him to show up at my door and apologize and tell him, like, he had been wrong the whole time. I want him to admit that. Honestly, I want Harry Styles and Taylor Swift to get back together just so he can dump her again and she can make another good album. Yes. Happy Taylor Swift is the worst. Yeah. I hate her. Only in that she doesn't produce good music. I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure she's a neutral person. Fair enough. I'm being overly generous right now. I've had a lot to drink. Anyway, moving on. I know places. The song. The song. I also know places, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, first quote. It's a scene and we're out here in plain sight. I can hear them whisper as we pass by. It's a bad sign. Uh -uh. So Harry Styles and Taylor Swift, it was the most notorious relationship either of them had ever been in. Really? Not I think worse so. Worse than Taylor and Taylor? I think it was worse than Taylor and Taylor because Harry Styles was worse more than, of like the, an intern. This was before Taylor and Tom Hiddleston. This was before Taylor and Tom Hiddleston. It was before Taylor and um, fucking Calvin Harris. Mm -hmm. Harry Styles and Taylor Swift, this was at... Both of their, like, peak teenage girl infamy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Prime. Like, Harry Styles was just, like, really starting to take off internationally. Taylor Swift had been big. Yeah. But the combination of the two of them was, like, cosmic. Like, everyone exploded. You know, the gossip mags. Every, like... Yeah. It was everywhere. This is around the time that I got my free mascara because of a Taylor Swift concert on campus. Nice. I remember that story. So, people are starting to gossip. You know, like people had been gossiping about Taylor and her boyfriends, but this was like a real turning point, And I'll get to that a little bit later too. Um, another lyric in this song is something happens when everybody finds out sea vultures circling dark clouds, loves a fragile little flame. It could burn out. Damn. This song was so good. This album was so good. I'm yeah. like, I forget how I still have it in great my car. a lyricist she is because I forget 
based on everything she else. used to be great like 1989 Aaron Taylor Swift was a great lyricist because she was miserable anyway it's the same thematically the more overt reference is they are the hunters we are the foxes and this is obviously a reference to the paparazzi and the public and how you know fascinated and how everyone was so fixated on their relationship but in their first public date Taylor Swift and Harry Styles were wandering around Central Park. Taylor Swift was wearing a sweater with a fox on it. Oh my god. Oh my god. And finally, the last lyric from I Know Places is they'll be chasing their tails trying to track us down. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot of imagery going on here, but overall, the paparazzi and the public are trying to ruin what they have mm-hmm. by being overly fixated on it. And they're trying to run away, but it's only going to last for and so also, long. And also, you know... He was still madly in love with Louis. He was also still madly in love with Louis Tomlinson, obviously. That Refinery29 article pissed me off beyond belief. There was an article talking about... And he said Stylinson, right? Huh? It's Larry Stylinson. Mm-hmm. And this article was about Euphoria, and apparently there's an episode in Euphoria that's, like, tangentially about Harry Styles fan fiction. Yeah. And they called it, like, Larry... Stylin Shaw or something and I was like that is not what it's called like it was like this person was obviously not a One Direction fan very obviously like did not google thoroughly and it embarrassed me I'm not even done the next song is clean (laughs) okay so rain came pouring down when I was drowning that's when I could finally breathe. And by morning, gone was any trace of you. I think I am finally clean. And I think, again, this is like a more thematic mm-hmm, reference. Mm-hmm. She's talking about like purging herself of this fixation that she's had, of this love that she's had. And even though, again, there's no overt Harry Styles reference, it's like very obvious she's talking about the same relationship. Right? Okay. Moving on. The final song on my list. And just because I say it's the final song does not mean that this is... This is not an exhaustive list. It's not exhaustive because there are so many other references as I was looking through all of the lyrics of the album 1989. Like, there were a lot of other little things I could pull out. But these were the songs that were, like, overwhelmingly, like, there is a Harry Styles emphasis here. Mm -hmm. And it cannot be overlooked. So listen up. Finally, there is the song Wonderland. I love this song. This was on the Target Deluxe album. (laughs) Yeah. So it did not become as widely listened to, but first quote, flashing lights and we took a wrong turn. So there are a lot of references in all of... Is this a snowmobile again? Why? Okay. So I don't know necessarily, <laughs> but Taylor Swift has a lot of references to driving. Um, you pick Dean me up, no reference. headlights. Like there's a lot of songs to do with driving. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, we took a wrong turn. Didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Harry Styles is known for having green eyes. That's not like a casual, you know, like, I have green eyes. Yeah. (laughs) They are the least common type of eye. Anyway. There were strangers watching and whispers turned to talking and talking turned into screams. Oh my. I know. Which, again, an example of how, like, magnified the attention became on them as these two like prominent public figures who only like made each other more prominent by their Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. i reached for you but you were gone i knew i had to go back home 
this is interesting. Taylor Swift, obviously at this point living in the US. Harry Styles, obviously living in the UK. They famously broke up on a trip oh my. where Harry Styles left her to go like hang out with Richard Branson on a yacht. And there's a picture of T Taylor Swift wearing a blue dress like on a boat crossing her arms by herself. Just like they do in The Bachelor. Just like they do in The Bachelor. And then finally she says, you search for the world. No, sorry. You search the world for something else to make you feel like what we had. Again, this longing, this like feeling of wanting someone to remember you the way you want them to, to remember you maybe the way you remember them. Like just this album is like seeping with longing, mm -hmm. like the feeling of longing. I'm going to go listen to it. It's great. I'll listen to it right now. So if you're like Lita, I don't know, I call bullshit. I tell you, please go watch Taylor Swift's Grammy Museum performances. Also, post Harry Styles' relationship, Tay Tay said, I feel like watching my dating life has become a bit of a national pastime, and I'm just not comfortable providing that kind of entertainment anymore. Is that why all her songs suck? Well, and this was after she had dated Taylor. Taylor Lautner? No, after she dated Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm sorry, alcohol. This was after she dated Harry Styles, and when she admitted she hadn't dated anyone since him. I know! Until Calvin Harris and Tom Hiddleston. Until Calvin Harris and then Tom Hiddleston. And Harry Styles, I didn't like pull this quote, but there was like a really charming interview, I think in GQ, like shortly after or shortly before his album came out, where they were asking him about Taylor Swift. And he was like, yeah, I don't know necessarily that some of the songs are about me, but like, I really respect her. We all write music from personal experience and like, who am I to say that those experiences weren't hers? You know, like something mm -hmm, along mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. lines. And it was just like, you're so mature. I love you so much. Anyway, Harry Styles was really a huge turning point in Taylor Swift's career because before it had been Taylor Lautner, Joe Jonas, Connor Kennedy, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But this okay. was the song that I think created her best al album. Yeah. I think really transformed her moving forward in both like herself and how she interacted with the public and with the press. Mm -hmm. So what percentage would you say of the songs in 1989 were about Harry Styles? Because I have the number in front of me, but I'm curious. 60%. Okay, and the examples I pulled out, it was 50%. But again, I would say those are like particularly yeah. overt yeah. references. That was a... I think you could very easily say two-thirds to three-quarters of the songs had references to Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. And if you want to fight me, good luck. Tweet me either at Vodka Lemstand or at Lita Fuller, but you're wrong. So I don't know why you would do that anyway. Um, the very last thing I have for my birthday pod is we are going to assign three Democratic candidates to their favorite Jonas Brothers. Ah. Are you ready okay. for this? I have Biden, Bernie, and Warren as the, you know, three front runners for the three Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I would like you to start. Biden is Kevin. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. Yes. I'm sorry. You didn't deserve this. Um, oh, this is tough. Mm, I think, okay, I th so my instincts are telling me that Bernie is Joe Jonas mm -hmm. because he's got a little bit more of an established history as being, like, the favorite. Mm -hmm. But I think that means that Warren is Nick Jonas 
and she's got a little bit of a lead at the moment in terms of favoritism. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But that's just one way of thinking about it, and I, I waffled back and forth. What are your thoughts? I waffle back. I think you're 100% right. Sorry, Kevin. And I say I seen the favorite among, like, the, like, leftists. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, again, that's why I chose the three frontrunners. Like, there's no element of favoritism here. This is the numbers that are speaking right now, not vodka lemonade stand. I'd like to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. But Kevin is clearly Biden's favorite <laughs> because yeah. they're by far the most conventional, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just is what it is. They make sense in an earlier time. They make sense in an earlier time and then the two that I kind of waffle on and I'm interested to see how you um associated them but I kept waffling between Warren and Bernie with Nick and Joe because mm-hmm. I almost wait you said Bernie and Joe right Bernie and Joe so Nick I, and Warren I am not sure only because do you know who Elizabeth Warren's man crush is is it Joe Jonas? No, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just like Roxanne Gay. Just like Roxanne Gay. So there was a really hilarious interview where Elizabeth Warren talked about how much she loved the show Billions and how much she loved Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I was like, you've literally never been as relatable as you were yeah. in this moment. But I was like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like a little bit, a little bit of a bad boy, mm-hmm. right? Like a little bit. And like Nick Jonas has like gone through his like bad boyish phases, like jealous, like. Calvin Klein ads, crotch grabbing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he has like a lot of like sexy songs. Like yeah. Close. Yeah. And Cake by the Ocean's not that sexy. Cake by the Ocean, but Body Moves is sexy. Okay. I love Body Moves. So I'm kind of torn between Nick and Joe because I think they exude sex appeal in like different ways, you know? Like, I think Nick is, like, the very overt, again, I'm in a Calvin Klein ad, I'm grabbing my crotch, I'm singing about sex, like, very overtly. But Joe's kind of, like, you know, the bad boy. Like, there's something, like, more illicit to his appeal. Yeah, I I think he has better style. I think he 100% has different style. Literally, the three of them in present time, like, came onto, you know, the view of the camera, whatever. And I was like, what the fuck is Nick wearing? Like, when you're that rich, you shouldn't dress that bad. That's yeah. exactly what we spent the yeah. whole movie struggling with. Like, Pay somebody to tell you what to wear. Exactly. And Nick Jonas, oof. And sometimes, sure, Joe makes decision, decision. Joe makes decisions where I'm like, I don't know that I necessarily support that. But also, I see, like, the element of style, and I'm like, you know, you're doing you. Sometimes Nick shows up, and I'm just like, what the fuck? What are you wearing, yeah. sir? Go home and change and come back. Exactly. Like, Priyanka let you leave like this? Like, <laughs> anyway. So I'm kind of torn between Warren and Bernie and Nick and Joe. I think it could flip-flop. I well, Sanders has worse way. style, so he's Nick. Sanders. Yeah, by your logic. Sanders has more style. So let worse style. Worse style. Okay. Yes. I support that. And I don't think anybody would argue with me. Like, Bernie Sanders is not stylish. And that's not a problem. It's no. just fact because we're ageist and he's old i mean no that's part I of mean, his vibe it's like slightly disheveled. i know warren I... is also kind of old but she has slightly more style she's not i don't agree old. with her haircut but she's i think she looks fine old. but she's not as old but she's also old she's also old but she's like if you're over 50 you're old <laughs> wow we've reached 
reached an element of ageism I didn't know we were going to reach tonight. Look, I'm going to turn 50 and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. I'm going to own it. We are going to own it. Even as, though, we do not disparage the youth because we're trying to stay connected. We care about what they care about. So fuck old people and their disparaging of the youth. Yeah. Come on. Be in coalition with the youth. We, you know, get on our level. But, okay. So we have decided Biden, Kevin, Bernie, Nick, Warren, Joe. Yeah. And I feel good about that. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you. Birthday pod. Thank you for doing this birthday pod with Jonas me all the time. and letting me talk about Joe Jonas for an hour and a half, and also Harry Styles and Taylor Swift for an hour and a half. So cheers to Anne because she's the best. Yay! And follow us at Stand. Email us vodkalemstand at gmail.com. and find us vodkalemonadestand.com. Yay! We want to hear from you all the time. We out. Rate and subscribe. Bye. Cheers.